0: all right I, i'm I'm pretty excited about uh what we're going to talk about tonight because it 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 was birthed out of uh a recent prayer time that I was having and I was praying about a whole bunch of things if you're taking notes you you can title your notes two targets and uh, I was praying earlier this week and I was praying about a whole bunch of stuff. I don't even know what I was praying. I was just praying about everything that I could think about. I was, at one moment, I was telling them how much I loved them. The next moment, I was telling them what I need. And the next moment, I was saying, you know, re, I was repenting for something. I was all over the map, and, as I typically am. And, uh, and then, all of a sudden, I just stopped. And, and I said, you know what, God? There's, there's really only two things I care about. This is where the sermon came from. There's really only two things I care about. I said, number one... <laughs> this is how I talk to the Lord. Number numero uno. Number one, I want to live as closely as I possibly can with you. Amen. At the end of the day, I, I've got... I, I, I want to... there's certain goals that uh, I'm going to be able to reach and there's certain goals I'm not going to be able to reach Uh, I'm just going to run out of time here on earth okay at the end of it all there's one thing that I've got to have is I want to live as close as I possibly can every single day and every time I wake up I want to be a little bit closer I want his voice to be a little bit clearer, is there anybody with me? At the end of the day, this is is all I want. And then after I I ranted on that for a little while, I said, and then the second thing that I want, I mean everything else, just it'd be nice, it'd be awesome, but it's not a must. Number two is I want to be as effective as I possibly can for you. Is effective. I'm not, I, it, it feels like um, every year that goes by, I, there's parts of my assignment in life that I'm like, oh, I didn't know you wanted me to do that. Is anyone with me on that? It's like, ah, oh, okay. There's some things I've always known I was supposed to do ever since I was three years old, and then, There's parts of my assignment I'm just like, oh, okay. Wish I would have known that 10 years ago, been wasting time. Is there anyone with me on that? It's just like there's parts of your assignment that unfolds. And I, I, and I hope I'm speaking for many of you, don't want to get distracted along the journey, and I'm less effective for him. I want to be incredibly effective. This is not the warm-up. are you you know this it's like this is not the scrimmage it's like a, a scrimmage in basketball for instance it's like the game before the game uh, let me see if I can this is not the 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 rehearsal there we go that was a better one this is not the rehearsal this is the real deal uh, what we do here will echo for eternity this is our one and only shot I don't want to be that guy that just gets into heaven and we're like, "Whoo, glad I made it. But I didn't like do anything special. And if I was capable of a 10, whatever a 10 is, and I only achieved a 2, that's not good. Are you with me? So do we have that in common today? Number one, we want to be as close to God as we possibly can. And then number two, we want to be as effective as we possibly can. There's nothing more frustrating. I've I've ran a few races, you know, a a 10-mile race or a half marathon, a marathon. There's nothing more frustrating than at the end of it, you back up and you ask yourself, could you have ran faster Nothing more frustrating than that. And then to back up and and to say, I could have have ran faster. There's nothing more frustrating than that. Um, But there's something fulfilling when you finish and you're just like, you know what? On that day, on that course, that was my best. There's nothing more fulfilling than that. You just know in your heart, that was my best. I wish it was better, but it was my best. Are you with me? So let's talk about those two things. Uh, How do we make sure that we're living as close as we possibly can? And how can we make sure that we are as effective as we possibly can? Chances are there's not going to be any new information that I'm going to share with you tonight. Chances are, if you've been coming to church for any length of time, you're not going to hear any new information. But what I am going to do is I'm going to give you way more scriptures than I normally do when I speak. So get ready to write. I'm going to give you way more scriptures than I normally do. And the reason why is I want to take these scriptures and show you the importance and the effect of doing what you know you need to do and what I need to do and hopefully that will motivate us and inspire us so let's talk about number one how to live closely with him in first corinthians 15 verse 34 it says this think carefully everyone say think carefully let's read it together and 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 emphasize the first two words and then you can just use a normal tone after that okay one two three if I don't see you hold on you guys are ready to go if I don't see everybody reading, Pastor Isaiah is gonna to have to do push-ups, alright? Alright, here we go. One, two, three, think! And all. Every once in a while you read something in the Bible and you say, whoa! right? Think carefully about what is right. Think carefully about it. So often we say, I want to be close to God. I want to have a close relationship. We all do. But do you want it enough to think carefully about what is right? And stop sinning for all that's good and holy. I was talking with somebody uh, quit our church two weeks ago. It was sad. I don't like it when people quit our church. They quit our church because of me. I I prefer if someone's going to quit, it would be like because of him. (laughs) And And then I can say, yeah, you know what, man, it was stupid what he did, you know. I'll talk to him and... But it wasn't. It was me. It was me. It was all me. I was talking to him on the phone and and um, saying, Pastor, I want you to pray for me. It was all going good, just like any normal conversation. It was all going good. Said, I want you to pray for me. I want you to pray for me. I said, I'm praying for you. And, uh, and it was, had something to do with his job, and he was having some health issues. And and I had talked to him many times, many times, many conversations. It wasn't our first conversation, many conversations. He's been a part of our church for a couple of years. And I asked him, I, I just felt this, this I, I need to talk about this with you, but I don't want to. Has anyone ever been there? It's like, I don't want to talk about this. I just, just get, I hear this little voice in my ear talk to him about it. And then this other voice in my ear just get off the phone. Talk to him about it. Just get off the phone. Talk to him like, get off the phone. Talk to him like, get off the phone. I'm going back and forth. And I'm like, I can't take it. I'm going to have to talk to him about it. And I said, Look, let me just make up his name, Butch. It's not his real name. <laughs> Sounds like it could, though, in Texas. Everybody knows a Butch, right? I said, Butch, um, are you still living with Vanessa? I decided to just pick some random name and then obviously it's you, sorry about that. <laughs> Are you still living with If <laughs> There's a Shanaynay here, we're just gonna go back into worship and go home. The only Shenane I've ever met was on a show called Martin. Anyone used to watch Martin growing up? Yeah. I said, Butch, are you still living with shenay And And he, said, he got quiet and he said, yes, I am. I said, well, um, are you guys going to be getting married soon? Now, it got awkward because I've talked to him about this before. I was like, look, oh, you know, you need to get married. And, and the good news is, is I do weddings. Like, um, and, and he goes I don't know if we're going to get married or not so I've talked to him about this before that you know God takes us very serious when, 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 when two become one it's, it's a very serious thing and, and if, if you choose to not get married um, that's, that's living an immoral lifestyle And and so I I said to him, I said, look, you know, I I know you got some requests. I I, I know you have some needs. We've been talking about this marriage thing for for a little while. I said, "Um, it's very difficult. And I'm trying to pick my words as carefully as I am right now. Um, I said, look, it's very difficult to come before God and ask him to bless you when you are willfully choosing to not be in covenant with Him. So that's a very difficult prayer week request. Now I'm not speaking for God, right? I'm not saying, you know, God is not going to help you get a job until you marry her. I'm not going to say what God didn't say, but I am going to say what God did say, right? So he got quiet and and he ended the conversation and he talked to somebody else on our team and he said, hey, go tell the pastor I'm not coming back to church anymore because of what he said. And there are certain moments where somebody like me needs to decide in conversations like those, am I trying to build a church or am I trying to build a kingdom? I say that to say, you and I both want to be as close to the Lord as we possibly can. And oh, that sounds so good to say. Lord, I want to be close to you. But let me bring up what his word says. It says, think carefully about what is right and stop sinning. For to your shame, I say, some of you don't know the Lord at all. In Psalms 101, verse 6, it says that the Lord searches for faithful people to be His companions. Only those who live above reproach will be allowed to serve Him. So I say all that to say, when we back up and we say, I want to be close to you, we have got to, before we keep, bumping our gums and saying things that we may not mean let's back up and say okay now let me be transparent with you there's been many times many times I say it like in Italian many times many times where there's been something in my life that I want out of my life but my willpower is just not strong enough to get it out. And that's when we call on the grace of God. See, the mercy of God will forgive you. The grace of God will give you the strength to stop. Yeah. I tell you, my, my daughter Presley's here tonight. Come on up here, Presley. Come on up real fast. Um, this is my oldest daughter right here, and I love her so much. And she's mad at me because I'm embarrassing her right now. But she, she made me so mad last night. she baked like 20 chocolate chip cookies in the oven. The reason why I get mad at her because of that is she enjoys baking more than she enjoys eating them and my wife is not well up here. She can eat a cookie out of the oven and go, mmm, that was good. Do you want another one? No, I'm good. <laughs> what? No, I'm good. I only need one. What do you mean you only need one? There's still more here. <laughs> Presley, she may or may not have any at all. Luke, my son Luke, he's, he's, he's his mother's child oh that's so good you want another one? no I got one kid left she's two I'm like it's just you and me there's 20 cookies here <laughs> nobody I think the whole, all four of them ate four I'm sitting in the living room you can go sit down now precious girl I'm still mad at you I'm sitting in the living room and I'm watching uh, the game. Duke play last night. I'm sitting there going, I can't even think. I can't think. I can't enjoy the game. There's cookies over there. And they're getting cold. This ain't good. I got to go eat those cookies. I ate all of the cookies. and got mad at everybody in my family for it. I'm mad at you, I'm mad at you, I'm mad at you, and I'm mad at you, you little two-year-old. You should have done something. (laughs) Don't put warm cookies in front of me and expect me not to eat them. I do not have the willpower to not eat them. I don't. Don't even cook them. There's other things in life that are not cookies, but they're just as hard for you to walk away from. And you've got to lean on his strength and say, I need your grace. I need you to change, listen to this, change my appetite. You cannot just continue to do it because the Bible says, stop sinning. Stop it. So you can't say, well, it's really hard to stop. I'm just going to do it anyway, because the writer says, I I, I don't know that. I think you think you know him, but I don't think you know him at all. I better start moving and keep you here till three in the morning. Let me go to the next one. To be as effective as I possibly can for the Lord. What, 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 what is that going to mean? What is that going to require? Um, in order for me to be effective, I'm going to have to do, and, and you are going to have to do five things. Number one is to represent Him properly. Now, I'm about to, like, poke you in the eye all right this is one of those scriptures that when i read it you'll never forget it all right is everybody ready raise your hand if you're ready all right you ready here it comes jessica ask pastor isaiah if he's ready say just say you ready okay this is this is not one of these uh, our team likes to get tattoos none of you are going to get a tattoo of this scripture none of you this is not one of those Like everybody gets like, Psalms 91. Yeah, this is not one that you get a tattoo of. All right, here it comes. Hebrews 11, verse 16. But they were looking for a better place, a heavenly homeland. He was talking about people who stand in faith. That is why God is not ashamed to be called their God. For he has prepared a city for them. You know, whenever we live and we're representing Him, we have to keep in mind that God saw these people in Hebrews chapter 11 and said, I am not ashamed. Well, what is that in contrast to? Did did He have other people who called him their God, and he was ashamed to be their God. I mean, I'm starting, to, I'm starting to take intuitive leaps here. But let me just stop here and say that if you're a parent in this room, you know what it feels like when your kid does something good. Even if they're 45 years old, you're still like... But we've all felt those moments. We still love our kid. But when they do something, it's like... You, you're representing more than just you. You got my last name on you. Or your wife or your spouse. You, you're embarrassing me. we got to keep that in mind and have a holy fear there if we're going to be effective. Number two, if we're going to be effective, is, is we've got to pray. This is a very important verse. Matthew chapter 26, verse 41. It says, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Do you know who Jesus was talking to? He was talking to the disciples right before he went to the cross. He said, you guys better be praying. Temptation is coming. If you pray you'll be strong if you don't you won't you better pray gotta pray if you don't pray you are not strong enough to serve him if you do not pray you are not strong enough to be faithful to him you are not strong enough I am not strong enough You and I will grow cold. We'll go through the motions. We'll show up and fake everybody out. But we will get cold. We have got to pray. The cool thing is, is that when you do pray, you don't have to stop your day. You just have to live your day, but don't stop praying. You just keep going all the way through. You get in the car and you're praying. You're praying, you're praying, you're praying. Praying, 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 praying. And you say, well, what do I pray about? I don't know what to pray about. I'm so glad you're thinking that. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 19. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions. Watch this. With all kinds of prayers and requests, he wants you to, to pray about all kinds of things. And, and uh, what kind of things can I ask for? All kinds of things, all kinds of it. just pray about everything. Ask about everything. Just pray about everything. If you think it, pray about it. That's right. Hallelujah. Just all kinds of things. When I think all kinds of things, that's like you asking me if you go to the grocery store, what kind of fruit is in there? All kinds of fruit, all kinds of vegetables, all kinds of cereal. You walk down that hallway, there's all kinds of cereal down that aisle. All kinds of prayers, all just pray it all. Pray it all. Pray it all. Number two, number three, rather. So we've got to read the Bible. We've got to, got to, got to, got to, got to, got to. And this is why. I've, I, all my books are on my phone, right? And so I, I usually read at night, open up my phone, and I'm, I pick a book. And it's, I'm so funny because I'll read 20 books at the same time and not finish any of them. It's the, it's the silliest thing in the world. Okay, I'm bored. On to the next one. I just like to read. Just read a whole bunch. Just read, 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 read. And so I'll open up my phone and I'm thinking, well, what book do I feel like reading? And every once in a while, I'll remind myself, there's only one book that's living. In the whole world, of all the bazillion books, the Encyclopedia Britannica, anybody remember that? I don't even think they make them anymore. It's online? Praise the Lord. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. For the word of God is living and active. It is sharper than a two-edged sword piercing between the soul and the spirit, the bone and the marrow, convicting the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Man, we just... Number four. To have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Um, We've got to have whenever I pray, you ought, you ought to take this prayer. I'm, I think I took it from somebody, so you take it. whenever I pray, and, and I turn my phone off, I go to the door, I, at some point within the first two or three minutes, I'll say out loud, "Holy Spirit, help me pray. Help me pray. Help me to not get bored, be honest. Help me to not get bored. Help me to not get distracted. Help me to pray about what I need to pray about. Help me to pray. Got to have the Holy Spirit. We, you and I cannot be effective without the Holy Spirit. You, you just can't. You cannot be effective without the Holy Spirit. Uh, let me read you a few verses. In John 14, 26, it says, But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. What will he teach you? Alright, I'm so glad I still have seven of you listening to me. Can you guys put up that scripture, John 14, 26? Let's read it out loud. One, two, three. But the advocate the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all. Hold on. What will he teach you? All he That's a big statement. He will teach you all things. What about yes? But what about yes? What about what, yes? All things. Jeez Louise. <laughs> we need the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. Hello. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. We say things and and then the Holy Spirit comes next to us and says what He's really trying to say is... Like, when I'm praying, I'm like, God! Who can I pick? Um, Since my mother-in-law listens to all of my sermons, I'll go ahead and use her. Um, uh, She's in Canada. She can't reach me. Uh, God, my my mother-in-law is driving me crazy. The Holy Spirit goes, what he's really trying to say is, help him understand what she's trying to say. Dear God, God, would you please make that neighbor of mine shut his fat mouth? What he's really trying to say here is to help him grow in patience. God, if you don't help me, I'm going to go crazy. What he's really trying to say is, is that he wants to feel your presence because he feels all alone. God, I'm telling you, I'm going to punch the dude right in the throat. What he's really trying to say is... He, he helps you pray. Someone say we need the Holy Spirit. Number four. If we're going to be effective... We have to. Have to lead people to him. It, this, we ought to constantly ask ourselves, all the time, I do it, constantly ask yourself. when was the last time I brought somebody to church? You gotta do it. You have to do it. And you start off here, is there anybody in my family that lives in my city, and are they going to church? Because if they're not, we're going to make a deal. You've got to come at least three out of four. You've got to come two out of four. You've got to come one out of four. You've got to come four out of four. I'm just telling you, if you cannot be effective if you're not bringing anybody to the Lord. Right. Right. Amen. 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 You, you, you just can't. You can't. And I'm telling you, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm just telling you what I think. I'm just like, dear God... It's been a few weeks. I've got to bring somebody to church. You've got to put somebody in my path. And I, I'm looking. Yes, yes. Don't talk to me. I'm, oh, I'll invite you to church. You've got to look. You start off with your family. And then here's the other one. Sometimes there's just nobody to invite. Sometimes, now if you're going weeks and weeks without someone to bite, you gotta like pinch yourself and then kick yourself because there's people everywhere. But when we're living with each other in a life group, talking in the hallway, talking on the phone, if we're gonna be effective, we're gonna have to be transparent with each other and have transparent conversations to encourage each other and lift each other up and push each other forward. We can't always be blessed and highly favored. How are you? I'm blessed and highly favored. Okay, I'm so happy you're blessed and highly favored. What you're telling me is every single time I ask you how you're doing, you're blessed and highly favored. Well, guess what? You're not the person that I can be transparent with and tell you that, man, I'm going through a really hard time because you're always blessed and highly favored. We're going to have to, like, take some armor off and say, how are you doing? You know what? I'm in a rough patch right now. I'm in a rough patch. I'm in a rough patch. That's why I love my life group so much, because you're not allowed to be fake in our life group. Somebody will ask you not to come back. <laughs> because everybody has highs and everybody has lows and we help each other by being transparent jesus was transparent i don't have the time to use examples but we minister each other we help each other when we're transparent we will be effective for the lord If we're looking for people that are not saved to bring them to church, we're looking for people who don't have a church to bring them to church, and the people who do have a church who are saved, let's be transparent with each other.